all right, if there ever comes a time when Brad Underwood leaves Illinois for a better and bigger job, does Illinois have, say, a Juwan Howard who is being discussed as Michigan's next coach, a former player who would knock the socks off the fandom? Two options. Roger Powell, but definitely D. Brown. That's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer. We'll talk about former Illini. We'll talk about current Illini. We'll talk about the state of the Big Ten in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. We'll be back after this. Hey, Jim Rosso, News Gazette Media Vice President, reminding you that we have a ton of podcasts available at newsgazette.com every day of the week, from Dave Gentry's morning show to Scott Beatty's News Hour to Brian Barnhart's Penny for Your Thoughts. Head to our website, newsgazette.com, and search for podcasts. Good Monday morning, Scott Ritchie. Morning, Jim. Glad you can join us here in the podcast. It is a beautiful day here in downtown Champaign. This is inside Illini basketball, but I want to start off with some sobering news considering the uh, Illinois football program, which uh, released a statement today on uh, an unfortunate accident involving Bobby Roundtree. Yeah, the junior defensive end was injured in a swimming accident uh, this weekend uh, back home in Florida, uh, suffered a severe spinal injury. That's the way that the statement was phrased, so I mean, don't want to speculate on what that might mean, but that phrase is not a, a good one. No, and uh, coaches, family, friends gathering in Florida this weekend. Yeah, um, several Illinois coaches, including Lovey Smith, were down there. Um, so it's essentially just a wait and see type moment to see what uh, this all means for Bobby. But you know, obviously, hope the best for him. This is a, a terrible accident, and you know, nothing you ever want to see. All right, we'll have more on that uh, throughout the week uh, as more news is made public. Uh, we'll get to basketball eventually, but a couple other things uh, going on. The baseball team starts the Big Ten tournament Wednesday in Omaha. In is Omaha. That right? As so, the three seed. Yeah, they uh, did a good job getting the three seed. So they'll, they'll play at 9 a.m. on Wednesday uh, as opposed to, I think, if they would have been like uh, – one of the like the four through six seeds, they would have played at like nine p.m. on Wednesday. So, morning baseball is better for us. So good for them. But they won another Big Ten series against uh, you know to to wrap things up, and I think that's f- either five or six in a row. You're convinced they're still in line to host uh, first round? Yeah, if they make a a nice run here in the Big Ten tournament, I think have to at least reach the championship game. If not win it, uh, I, mean, I think if they win, they're a host for sure. But they're in a good spot, you know, in terms of uh, ranking and record, especially against uh, you know, the top fifty teams, and then uh, RPI and sort of the unfortunate nature of the RPI that even when you win, it can take a, a bit of a hit, and you know, they obviously won the series against Purdue and Michigan State in these last two weekends. Both teams, not terrific RPIs, so took a little bit of a ding there, but still solid overall. I think Illinois is 21 right now, ranked 20th in you know, the, the D1 baseball poll that came out uh, this morning. And, yeah, a few more wins. And regional baseball return to Champaign. And that was it was great in 2015 when it was here. You know, fans just flocked to the ballpark, a really good atmosphere. And uh, obviously that team was extra special. This team uh, hasn't won as many games, perhaps, 
you know, didn't get to that 50 win mark, but uh, still has a good shot, I think, to maybe make some noise in the postseason. All right, Illinois golf, uh, men's golf, uh, uh, also pushing for that first national title. Is it going to happen this year? Maybe no. it'll happen this year is because no one thought it would happen this year. Okay. I mean, this was supposed to be a down year for Mike Small. You know, no seniors. Uh, Dylan Meyer, McCarty gone. And then they win the Big Ten Championships with uh, Adrian DeMonte Chassart, the freshman, claiming the individual title. And then they win the regional championship as well uh, with, with Michael Fiegels winning a title. So they've got all the momentum they need heading uh, down to Arkansas this week. Excellent stuff. Uh, follow along. Scott Ritchie covers all, like, how many sports? 18, 19 sports at the, over on campus. I think I've written a I want to say about all of them at some okay, point. Okay, good deal. Did not see you Saturday at the pancake breakfast. Well. Scott Ritchie, you promised that you'd show up. Well, I, I, was caught, I was caught up in the moment. You were offering to buy me pancakes, and I was just so excited. But I was in Chicago over the weekend, a belated Mother's Day gift for my mom since I was in Indy covering basketball you know, during the regular Mother's so Day. So you're making excuses. I think that's an excuse. and I, You can't see my air quotes, people listening to the podcast, but... Everyone can get behind it. Doing nice things for your mom, I think, is a good thing. All right. Well, Lou Henson looking great. That's and good there to hear. Was, uh, there was some question whether he'd make it to the Kiwanis Pancake Breakfast now in year 25. It's something that's near and dear to his heart because it's at Bromley Hall, one of his favorite haunts. <laughs> you know, yours is Legends. His is Bromley Hall. See, I've never been to Legends, actually. <laughs> yours is Cam's. Uh, Tumbling. <laughs> Does that count? I don't think so. All right. I don't go on Green Street ever. Anyway, uh, the coach, 87 years old, looking good, uh, milled about, hobnobbed with the uh, large gathering of basketball fans there at the pancake breakfast. Yeah. Well, All right. Good to hear that he was out, and I'm sure the fans were thrilled. I mean, he, any place he shows up, everybody mm-hmm. just goes crazy. All right. They love him. Which got me thinking. All right, which is good. Dangerous. So, Lou touched on the Michigan opening, how much he respects John Beeline. Now, the name being tossed about is Juwan Howard. Yeah. Right? Who is Illinois' Juwan Howard if an opening were ever to happen? That's what got me thinking. Who is that former player that might have fans going, wow, that, that's, that might work? Well, if we limit it to former players that are you know, coaching and maybe at the college or above level, because Juwan Howard assistant with Miami Heat, there's only well, I think two options. One, Roger Powell, assistant at Gonzaga. I think fans have been clamoring to get him back. I mean, the other, I think, who would maybe fit more of the Juwan Howard mold, I mean, it's D. Brown. I mean... I think second down from Lou Henson in terms of beloved Illinois basketball player slash coach. I mean, just an Illini. And he's going to go into is it second or third season at UIC with Steve McClain uh, this coming year. Um, I don't think he's at that ready to be a head coach in the Big Ten level yet, but maybe one day. That, but that's the guy. I think it's D. Make no mistake, Brad Underwood's going nowhere, right? No. And that's D. Brown, I mean, that's future element. Mm-hmm. But should an opening ever occur, if 
Coach Underwood goes to the NBA, like Beeline did. It would be intriguing, the reactions I'm seeing from the Big Ten. There are no African-American coaches in the Big Ten right now, first of all. Does that strike you as odd? I mean, yes, and, yes and no. I mean, yes, because there have been some pretty – there have been some successful ones. Uh, if you want to consider Tubby Smith's success at Minnesota, I think what she had taken away, successful. Or was that Clem Haskins? Clem Haskins was good until yeah. he got caught cheating. Yeah. Um, I think the la- the last African American coach in the Big Ten was Eddie Jordan at Rutgers, and he w- wasn't hired there when Rutgers was in the Big Ten. Um, but the number of African American coaches total uh, across the board in Division One college basketball is not very high. So there's a trend, maybe not a trend, but maybe I'm just thinking there's a trend to maybe go with the Jerry Stackhouse, the Penny Hardaway, the the NBA player, without maybe a a great coaching history. Yeah. Is uh, that, am I right? Is that good? Is it bad? Well, it's probably too early to tell because Penny Hardaway is only coached one year at Memphis, although he's going to sign the number one class in 2019. And I think they've got six of the top 100 players in the country coming in, including number one and James Wiseman, who, uh, you know, Played for Penny, um, both the AAU circuit and at Memphis East. So there's a reason Penny got that job beyond being a Memphis legend. Jay Sackhouse was kind of came out of nowhere to me, but I mean it made sense when he considered Vanderbilt AD was the G League president, um, and Jay Sackhouse coached in the G League before he went to the Memphis Grizzlies as an assistant. But if it works, I think you might see it more. Patrick Ewing didn't work. It hasn't worked yet. They were better in year two than they were in year one. Chris Mullen didn't work. No, it didn't work. I think part of that was because Chris Mullen didn't want to recruit. Like that's the that's the thing with like these NBA guys that come in was like have to buy into that part of the job. Does Steve Alford count as an NBA guy? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what does Steve right. Alford count as anyway? I don't know. But, uh, I mean, Juwan Howard, I mean, that's going to have to be part of the job. Because, I mean, you can hire, like, Chris Mullen hired an assistant as basically you're going to do the recruiting and be the face of it. And I'll pop in at the end. And didn't really work, obviously. He resigned after four years. But, uh, What's the Big Ten reaction if Michigan hires Jawan Howard? Like, uh oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that it is. I think. I think it would have been uh oh if John Beeline stuck around because he had figured out what worked for him at Michigan and winning a lot of games. Right, but he never really messed up anybody's recruiting plans. No. Well, will Jawan Howard? I mean, does the Fab Five resonate with? 17. He's LeBron's buddy. I guess. That might resonate. He grew up in Chicago. Right? He's got a good foothold there, just his reputation. Yeah. I mean, he's going to bring LeBron with him on recruiting, like every recruiting. Maybe have LeBron call. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a a Coach K move right there. Mm -hmm. Because his ties with USA Basketball, like he has LeBron, like. Right. 
Oh, Coach K's on the phone with her. Oh, well, let me pass the, the, the phone to LeBron during this USA practice. Uh, I don't know. It, Jalen Rose wants Juwan Howard to get the Michigan job. He keeps tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. And between Jalen and Jay Williams, I, they keep kind of harping on this. You have to bring Michigan back, like get mm-hmm. the McDonald's All-Americans, change the culture back to when it, what it was with the Fab Five. I was like, pretty good culture under John Beeline. We made two national championship games. Um, won a lot of basketball games. And I think the one thing that sticks out about the Fab Five beyond kind of how they ushered in a new era of basketball was all their wins, do they, I mean, I don't think they actually count anymore. They got wiped out. Banners came down for a reason. And a reason that is more on the, the national conscious right now with the, all the trials of the corruption in college basketball. All right, this is the Big Ten edition of Inside Illini Basketball. Did you know that? Because I got some Big Ten questions for you. Not necessarily Illinois. Not okay. a lot's happening on campus. Yeah, the players are, are all gone. They've got a little bit of a break. They'll be back uh, early June. The uh, summer, uh, second summer sh- session starts uh, school-wise. And then also they'll get back in the gym uh, with the coaches and in, in the weight room. But it's a little bit of downtime. Still three open scholarships if as Bernard Kuma uh, hasn't signed yet. And there's two more you know, to hand out that aren't spoken for. So lots of work to do in terms of that. But I don't think there's a lot of traction on transfers or high school prospects just because numbers are slim. And can, can I get to my Big Ten questions? Yeah, just I didn't to... really ask you about Illinois. Well, I, just... All right, I just made a statement and then you went off. Well, it's, all of that's just sort of resonating in my brain because at some point, like, there's going to have to be some moves made, and I'm going to have work to do and get it going. Anyway, big time. Thank you, Scott. Just get that off my chest. Here's one. As a Fort Wayne native, I have to get off my chest. Okay. Nothing about beef jerky or bush light, <laughs> by the way, before you before ridicule you my, hey, my upbringing. Never ridicule bush light. Still, but, if you want to sponsor bush light. What in the heck is wrong with Indiana basketball? That's my question to you. It's very broad, open-ended. Uh, now, do I approach this from a normal basketball standpoint or from the viewpoint of the Indiana fan, which is B strained, or a strained relationship, I think, with Indiana okay. basketball? Uh, I think what really hurt was uh, Romeo Langford came in and was not the savior of Indiana basketball. And every, I mean, everyone knew he was going to be there a single year and had all of these hopes pinned on Romeo Langford, and it was a big get for Archie Miller because he did what Tom Crean couldn't do. It was get top Indiana talent to stay home and go to Indiana. And then it, I'd like to say it didn't work. I think... Part of that was on the coaching staff. There were times I wondered about how they were using Romeo Langford. When you have a player of his caliber, get the ball in his hands. Not a terrible idea. Part of it was on Romeo Langford. I think it's a team experienced, you know, less than success. He drifted a little bit. 
on the court. This wasn't as engaged during some games that I watched. Of course, I also dealt with a couple injuries, but I think Archie and Indiana needed that to work as the springboard to maybe getting back to what Indiana basketball fans want. I'll accept that answer. I they're not there yet. Not even close. Not even close. So, I mean, Clearly, the second best Big Ten team in the in the state. Clearly. Yeah, and Matt Painter's doing it with maybe not as highly regarded recruits out of the state, but they come in and they it works. He's got a good thing going there. Question two, Scott Ritchie. As happy as he might be that John Beeline has left the state, is there a part of Tom Izzo that says, man, I should have done this too. I should have gone to the NBA when I had my chance. Maybe. And he had chances. I mean, there were... I think even he was tied to the Cleveland Cavaliers at one point. Um, but he opted to, to stay in East Lansing, continue to... Well, build's not the right word because Michigan State's built, but continue to have success. Uh, but limited to the fact that his last national title was in 2000. That was the last for the Big Ten as a whole, which is... It's a long time ago, Scott. Statement on the, the conference, maybe. As good as it, I think as good as it is top to bottom, it's not proven in the NCAA tournament, at least in the last two decades, to be good enough. But yeah, maybe time is like... You don't think people are whispering, man, he's not good enough. He's stuck on college. I don't know if they're... I think he's pretty well regarded. <laughs> Uh, let's forward this podcast to Tom Izzo. <laughs> you don't think people are? No, I think are saying that. I, I'm pretty sure he he's got the respect of his peers. Okay, he's won a lot of games at Michigan State. But yeah, maybe he could have gone the NBA route, or maybe he realized that's not a sure thing. And NBA coaches get fired after a year or two if they don't win. And no one's going to fire him at Michigan State. Okay. Question three. Okay. Will Northwestern ever make the NCAA tournament again? Or was that a, just a one-year blip? Well, so what? It, from the... Because you had him in your power pole as... Last. Last, which kind of caught my eye. Well, they... They got, um, a, they got they, a new arena. It's nice. Newly renovated. I like it. I like what they did with it, but it's not happening on the basketball court. And not only did they lose Vic Law after losing Scotty Lindsay and Bright McIntosh the year before, so that that first Chris Collins class is now gone. Had a bunch of guys transfer, and it's a thin roster. I don't think it's going to be very competitive, at least in the, the near future. As far as ever again in the NCAA tournament? Ever. Because they're not recruiting, last time I checked. I mean, not like high-level dudes. No. I kind of want to say no. <laughs> that's, <But> a, <laughs> that's, that's bold. <laughs> ever. Yeah, but like... <laughs> 
the the ever part of that okay. gives me pause. So they'll probably get back in. I don't know, forty or fifty years from now, they're just once every three generations. Whatever, maybe even more than that. No, we're good. Uh, but yeah, I was tempted to say no, but the finality of ever, I'll give it to him. Is Wisconsin question four ever going to be good again? I mean. Good is maybe the wrong description because they were good last year, right? Made the tournament. Yeah. All right, so you're talking I mean, Wisconsin like, in the I mean, final like four good. Bo Ryan at his best good. It just doesn't feel like they will to me. Yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, it's going to happen in the same way because Greg Gard is very Bo Ryan-esque in terms of building a roster. He's nicer. Yeah, but more it's, pleasant to be around. It's going to be a bunch of guys that didn't maybe have a ton of stars, but they fit the Wisconsin way. Okay, I think it's possible, but I mean, it's not like a Wisconsin in the Final Four is not an every year, every other year type of thing. It's a it takes a little to build to that. Where were they in your power poll last week? I think like five or six. Okay, maybe. you had Illinois way too low, by the way. I had them where they no should be. You had them like seven. I had them seven. Uh, four or higher. I don't know. They could end. You're just you're still picking on me for the T.J. Holyfield thing. Yeah, I'm ninety percent sure. Now you're egging me on. You're poking me. Uh, like they that, could that end. Hurt, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> they could end up higher. In the range that you're talking about, but like preseason, coming off of, I mean, I hate to beat this horse to death, but they lost 21 games. Bad scheduling. It didn't help them, but I gotta see it first. Again, I like 12 and 21. It's hard I to move on from that point. Yeah. They, but I still say like, before I'm called a hater. Mm-hmm could be much better next year if everything works out last big turn question for you scotty who's the next commissioner and i you just can't i need names all right don't get vague on me here i need an actual name well the one with the most juice like when jim delaney announced that he was retiring was jim phillips former line currently the athletic director of northwestern who I think will pay a pretty penny to keep him. He's done a, a pretty good job at Northwestern. We just got done talking about the basketball team never making the NCAA tournament again. It's true, but renovated their basketball arena, built that just amazing football practice facility on the lake. Um, whoever it is, the main thing for them – and what has maybe made Jim Delaney so successful here in the last, what, 10 years, is they have to have a good grasp of media rights. Because maybe it was just happenstance, or Jim Delaney had a terrific plan, but the Big Ten rights came up for renegotiation at the right time, and right times, plural, and the creation of the Big Ten Network was huge. And I think the report came out last week that 
every Big Ten program took home like $54 million this year, most of which came from TV money. Whoever's got to be next has got to keep that up and understand the changing nature of TV and streaming and all of that to squeeze as much money out of that as possible for the conference. I'll accept that answer. I give you one name who probably won't take it, but then. Yeah, that's too easy. There's got to be a hidden candidate out there. That yeah. uh, someone with TV background in uh, <clears throat> and, and sports, maybe. All right, uh, it's almost June, isn't it? It is. Two more Which weeks. means uh, the summer high school season starts. Couple more weeks of AAU. Yeah, the EYBL will be <laughs> in Dallas this weekend. Okay, I think uh, Adidas has an event. I'm not sure about under. I'm done with AAU. All right, I need. I need some camaraderie. I need some teamwork. I need the high school basketball season to play in June. Uh, and it'll be a little different because for the first time this year, coaches, college coaches, will be able to go out to some events in June hmm. when high school teams are playing. I know there's, at least in the state of Illinois, um, it's going to be a 64 team tournament up in Ridgewood. And then I think the Riverside Brookfield shootout just got even bigger. Like that was one of the big events every summer, but I think more teams are, are going to be there and coaches will be there. So it'll be interesting to see how this, this works. I'm not sure. Did I see Tevin Smith get injured? Danville star with Oregon offers or am I imagining that? I didn't miss that, but okay. that'd be unfortunate. We'll have to check into that. He's one of the up and comers. Yeah. Illinois be interest. Going to be a what, junior next year, so mm-hmm. got two more years before he heads off to college. I imagine he's getting high major interest and offers already. By That usually explodes like the summer year, junior year, so we'll probably see more of him. You'll have your college basketball page in Sunday's News Gazette. I missed it this week, Scott. I, I, I rushed to the sports section on Sunday morning and was disappointed well, to not find it. They'll let, they'll let Bob Osmondson shine a little bit. Get that college football page out there. Nope. I want basketball. That's why we call this. Is, is this the Inside Illini football podcast, or is this a basketball podcast? It's a basketball podcast. All right. But I'm a team player, Jim. Bob's on my team. All right. All right, you're chatting at 1230 on Wednesday. As right. always. Okay. Anything else uh, going on in Illinois basketball before I let you go? Not right now. just... Like I mentioned earlier, work to be done this summer to figure out what the roster is actually going to look like come, you know, the start of practice. Well, or August. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. All right, Scott, get to work on that page. We'll talk to you next week.